0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Retail Refined to Market Scale podcast. We are coming to you here live from the Retail Influencer CEO Summit, where the focus of today's summit is all about Gen Z. And with me right now, I have Maya Penn. She is the founder of Maya's Ideas and the CEO, and also an author. You got this. and an advocate for sustainability, so I I could say so much, but you're going to give yourself more justice. So why don't you tell us a little
1: bit more about you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'm really excited to you know be on the show. So um, I'm Maya. I'm a 22 year old founder CEO of my sustainable fashion company Maya's Ideas that I started in 2008 when I was eight years old, which is amazing.
0: <laughs> my daughter's seven, so she's oh, going to be inspired. That is so awesome.
1: Yeah, and so you know I, I'm someone who's always had sustainability in the forefront like of, of my brand you know since i started that's the reason why i started you know because that at in 2008 sustainable fashion was no near major, you know topic or conversation and i wanted to you know bring more of those eco-friendly options um forward and create my own brand um i also am a sustainability consultant um i've worked with fortune 500 companies startups and and everything in between and Um, I'm certified by Cambridge Business School in Circular Mm -hmm. Economy and Scandal Business, so this Mm -hmm. is all like, you know, my world basically. Yeah.
0: Well, I love that. So, as I mentioned, my daughter's seven, and she just did her first kind of class last year about um, the environment Mm -hmm. and sustainability and Earth Day. Yeah. And now I have to repurpose everything. But it's great and we can get into that a little bit because I think what's also interesting is the impact that Gen Z, and she's technically alpha, but yeah. is has on you know the Gen X generation. Yes. Right? And really being an advocate and changing how we are behaving.
1: Yes, actually that that's completely um, on point because there have actually been studies done on how, you know, Gen Z's buying and consumer and behaviors consumer habits actually influence entire households of people so their parents or their siblings or you know what have you or, or even like their their even if they go beyond household their classmates their their friends you know people um, around them so it's you know it's really interesting to definitely see not, not only just looking at Gen Z consumers and 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 um, you know they're buying habits from an individual standpoint, but from like from like literally male no but like an ecosystem, you know, and how it ripples out to other people of from all backgrounds and generations that are just in their lives. No, absolutely, and I think
0: social media continues to also help the advocacy for it because it's helping education and awareness really get out there. Yes. So, in your lens as an expert. What do brands and retailers need to do to be successful, and maybe how do you tie some of those best practices
1: to your own brand? I think what's really crucial is, you know, there's there's so many, you know, layers, but I feel like in sort of a nutshell, you know, to encapsulate what appeals to Gen Z is, one is, is authenticity. Um, whether that is in, you know, just the way that your products are presented, who is wearing them, um, or just your overall brand message and, and values and how it's communicated in a way that's really like authentic and interesting and and and, and, um, and fun and, and unique. Um, transparency, you know, being really open and transparent. With your consumer base, um, especially around sustainability and ethical practices, and saying what you're doing, and, and you know, and even educate, sometimes don't be afraid to educate your, con- your consumers or your audience on why you're making certain changes to be more sustainable or be, you know, to have better practices. Um, you know, really tapping into, um, of course, you know, there, there's this thing around, you know, microtrans versus mm-hmm. you know, sustain- sustainable sustainability eco-conscious shopping and the thing is is that it's 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 really important to kind of not be afraid to to experiment and set your own path forward because there's trends and then there's anti-trends you know like like there's there's kind of no one way to perfectly hit or target an entire generation of people with different aesthetics and different interests and different styles and a variety of styles not one person wears one style you know Mm -hmm. and so i think that it's really important to be creative, to be innovative, to think about, you know, how can I bring in more sustainable practices, but also still stay true to, you know, the holistic voice of the brand and not be afraid of that. And also just to, you know, really build community, have fun with it, and be transparent about the actual tangible change that we're making. Yeah. Which brands do you think are doing it the best? Hmm. That's honestly so hard because there are so many different brands doing different things. Um, you know, I will pull some things that I've I've kind of seen as things that I wish more brands would do. Uh, one one is open sourcing your solutions. Um, you know, I've seen a few like companies do this, but I think it needs to be done on a larger scale. You know, I think it's important to make sure that our our the brand race to sustainability, whatever that is, for them, it shouldn't just be like a a, a company's secret that, well, only we can be the most sustainable, and it's like, no. like It's about the whole industry and the whole private sector making a shift. So if you're developing a new technology or a method to to dye a t-shirt or to, um, you know, produce a a pair of shoes, like literally anything, um, you know, Share that with people, share that with other brands, like large and small, to be able to learn from yeah. you know, what, what you're researching and discovering. Don't just leave it up to you know the few environmental organizations or, or initiatives, but also the brands that are developing this technology and are looking at, you know scientists and, and technologists to create um, certain methods to be more sustainable. I think it's important to share that. Um, And then I also think it's important for brands to be willing to collaborate with, um, you know, with smaller designers too, with up and coming designers. There is so much excess inventory that you could probably like from last collection from whenever that you could give to some other, you know, young designer who, you know, wants to create an upcycled, you know, line for the the, the winter, the spring. Yeah. Like, I want to see more of that. I want to see less competitiveness and greenwashing and more collaboration and, like, industrial symbiosis. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I think there's a big difference
0: than putting a statement out and empowering your consumers to be part of change.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing I do want to mention is, as far as specifics go, I think there's also a um, there's been a, a meld between a lot of the the nonprofit activist space and the entrepreneurial space. A good example: I'm on the board of a nonprofit based out of Ghana called The Revival, um, and. Secondhand clothing textile waste is a huge issue there. Um in in Accra, not across Ghana, um, but Accra Acantonato is the largest is is you know basically a huge secondhand textile market and there's a lot of Pollution that comes from that, so on and so forth. And you know, there, you know, we, there's a collaboration. It's, it's from Ghanaian activists and artists, and collaborating with each other, creating new pieces from these textile ways, raising awareness of the issue. Um, and you know, and, and creating functional um, fashion as well for pineapple farmers. And, and, and it's it's really cool. It's a whole, you know, ecosystem but it's so that meld between like the, the giving back the nonprofit and the entrepreneurial side that I, I also am seeing more of that. So that, that is that is one that is one yeah. that, that's, that's doing right that's also a cool uh, model I think as well. Well speaking of entrepreneurial, you're an entrepreneur
0: and you yes. wrote this book, you got this. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So
1: you got this, which is published by Simon Schuster. I wrote it when I was 15 years old. Um, and it is about my journey as entrepreneur, artist, activist, how all of those different areas intersect with each other, um, and how people of all ages can take what it is that they're passionate about and utilize it in a way that can make a positive impact on the world, in their communities, Whatever that means for them, whether that's environmental issues, social issues, giving back, charity, anything, and, and really tapping into building, um, you know, that 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 path forward to be able to pursue what it is that you're are passionate about. So I, it's it's definitely one that I've seen people of all ages and all backgrounds love and enjoy. It's also being used in schools um, as curriculum. So from Cincinnati, all the way to Bangalore, India, like <laughs> to teach youth about social entrepreneurship and creative industries, giving back, and all these different things. So it's yeah, it's something that is it's really cool to see. Yeah, well, congratulations on all that
0: success already. If we had a crystal ball, <laughs> what do you see five years from now? Like, what are you excited about?
1: Yeah, um, you know. Right. I'm also. It's you know. We kind of touched on. I'm someone who is a multi um, I'm also an animator as well. I'm a filmmaker, um, and so I do have my own an animation production company. I've worked on you know some uh, creative projects, um, you know, with like Hulu and Adobe and um, and GoDaddy and, and a number of you know other organizations and, and companies specifically on stories that are around environmental or social good. I'm producing my own original project right now that's an animated short so, you know, I, that's something that I've been focusing in a lot is that specific project and so I'll probably be doing, you know, a lot of, of building out around that further, just the IP overall. Um, I'm still, you know, always doing work in the sustainable fashion space and the environmental activism space. Um, you know, and my fashion line is, is continuing um, to grow as well. And it's always really cool to experiment with just, you know, new ways of, you know, I'm really trying to always figure out how can you push a little bit more on the sustainability aspect. And, you know, so uh, Maya's ideas is, is, you know, also something that I always continue to grow. And I don't, I don't know what, I don't, it's hard to peek completely into the future yeah. because when I started this company when I was eight, I didn't expect like any of this to happen. I didn't expect to have given three TED Talks and to be one of Oprah's Super Soul Hunter Entrepreneur. Like all of these things, like were not <laughs> in my mind at all, but they've just, they've happened. And I have I've been, you know, really embraced the, the path that it's taken me on and I'm excited for, for whatever's yeah. in that crystal ball. For sure. Well, the world is your oyster.
0: And, you know, I think your authenticity helps your success, right? And to yes. your point that I think that is what people value. And um, you know, consumers, especially Gen Z, gravitating those who are transparent and authentic, yeah. and. Empower beyond the things that they stand yeah. for, more than just words. Yes, so. absolutely. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. So, um, one last question, because we're at this summit. Like, what topic are you most excited about today, outside of sustainability?
1: Oh, honestly, I feel like all of the topics like kind of link together. You know, it's it's so hard to pick just one. I mean, I've seen some amazing talks, of course, around diversity and inclusion and around sustainability. Um, but you know, I think that. The thing that the core of the summit being around um, around retail, around, you know, how what is the future of this industry and, and how can we, you know, bring in new voices, how can there be more intergenerational collaboration? I feel like all of these elements, um, you know, you see elements of all of these things throughout each talk. <laughs> so yeah. and throughout each panel and conversation, it's been absolutely awesome. Um, I'm really excited to check out more. Um, so it's so hard to pick just one.
0: <laughs> but I love what you said about the intergenerational because I do think that's an opportunity, and I think the more openness we have across generations to learn from each other, yeah we can get we can more successfully get to where we're going.
1: Yes, it's so. about that mutual you know collaboration and respect. and it's it's not just only about, well, you know, we're gonna put the ball in your court and walk away. Like y'all, y'all got it. Like, no, like, we we, we want to be able to work together. Every generation has something amazing to bring to the table. And so I think it's important to be able to you know lift each other up so that we can you know ultimately make a bigger impact together you know it's all hands on deck situation with kind (laughs) of everything so for sure you know it definitely helps a lot well thanks so much for taking the time with us today again everybody
0: this is maya penn you haven't gotten it get the book you got this and we will continue to follow you on social media but thank you so much for spending time with us thank you so much i really appreciate it